Yeah, what's up, what's up? What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, the sick one. And the OSG. And you are with two brothers in the Bible. Two brothers, one Bible. Two brothers, one Bible. We got a special edition because we on the road. We used to call it 71 Services. Because when we hit 71 on the highway, man, we used to go to church. Boy, we used to be in here having some really great conversations as we just rolled up and down the highway. So yeah. we on the road today, and, and we on gonna get this episode in and again we bring it to you live right 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 yeah so i'm about to come with a curveball see my brother wasn't expecting me to ask this question but god just dropped some nuggets on me about about david and his his five stones so if you could repeat that a little bit real quick bro that's worth the people hearing man you talking about all the stones yeah the stones ah, bro that was the nuggets he dropped on me <laughs> <laughs> No, so what we were we were talking just briefly a minute ago about about letting go of control and identifying the things in us or yourself that cause you to be out of the will of God in a sense, right? And so whether that's frustration, anxiety, anger, whether that's uh, depressed, whatever the case might be, whatever your 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 piece is, and we were talking about how David is what was not prepared for the moment that he had with Goliath. And we we talk about how God often does the same thing for us. See God doesn't God doesn't tell you what's coming, but he allows you to be in a space to trust fully in him so he can deal with what has come. And so, you know, we, we talked about when David was there, there were no stones present for David. There were no stones there no stones when he got with with, with goliath the, and I'm, I'm talking about you think about somebody who's been you know he's defeated a bear he's defeated a lion you think about he knows what stones probably to use in his in his slingshot to make to make this happen and there was nothing available so in that moment david wasn't going there prepared to fight he was going there for his brothers but in that moment god needed him to do something and david wasn't even thinking about it he just he, he followed god he obeyed god and when he got to the moment of battle he simply looked down and he found what he needed. A stone. Doesn't say if it was a smooth stone, doesn't say we don't know what kind of kind it was, but it was what he needed to defeat Goliath. And that's because God had put whatever he needed in front of him to do the work that God had already tasked him to do. And so when we understand what God is asking us to do, there's nothing that's going to stop us from doing his will. No matter what we think we need, no matter what we think we've had or how we are prepared, or if I only had this, if I only had that, God is saying, you don't need nothing because I am the almighty. I am the alpha, the omega. I am the beginning and the end. I am omnipresent, omnipotent, omnipotent omnipotent i am here and anything you need i can snap my fingers and it's to you and so we have to rest in the faith that when we ask we have to believe that god will deliver according to his will now i can't be like i have faith and believe that god needs to bring me a cadillac or or, or a corvette and then get mad when it doesn't come because that ain't that ain't our right. god ain't a genie right. but he's gonna do what's best for according to his will because God is all about doing his will. So if we're believing in him, we're believing in Jesus and we're and we believe that God will will follow through on something that he's asked and tasked us to do, we don't have to worry about anything. God will deliver. And David leaned down and grabbed that rock, that stone, and pop and pop. There he goes. Life went down. And we don't know what kind of again, we don't know what stone it was, but what we know is is that that stone was what God needed to be used in that moment to kill this giant. Yeah. This behemoth. Uh, 
the mammoth of a man. Right. <laughs> yeah, and see, David didn't. David had no idea that he was being trained for this moment. He was just doing what his job. He was yeah. back in the home. He was protecting his sheep, protecting so. you know from from predators. And so he got really good at his skill. But again, when he went to go, when his dad asked him to go to his brothers because they've been in the field and at, at, at battle for a while, he was not prepared for that. He didn't take his. He took his slingshot. That's what he carries. But he he wasn't ready for that. He was going out to take the food like his father asked, and then he was going to come back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. See that? Yeah. And that that spoke to me all the way, man. Cause I'm a like regimented individual and like things to be in order in this certain kind of way, and like I get kind of flustered. But that was that was God used that moment as a teaching moment for me to open my eyes and really have me look at things in a different light, and oh, actually be open and honest with Him. Like, like you know what, like Lord, I'm feeling kind of frustrated right now. Like. You know, help me. Like, it don't have to be a long, draw, drawn-out prayer and right. saying all these big words. Just, Father, you know, help me right now. This is this is how my emotions is feeling. This is how I'm feeling right now in the moment. So, yeah, and it, and it kind of goes along with our segment that we talk about. Like last week, we talked about the use of pornography and, and all these different things. And this week, it's like it's really fa- it's 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 being able to be honest about your flaws, right? And we're not saying not be regimented. We're not saying not be prepared. We're not saying like don't have a plan or don't have schedules because God's going to bring you what you need. But what we're saying is God wants to free you of the chains that tell you that if you don't have the things that you're prepared for, that you're not prepared. That's what he wants to tell us. He's saying that because I've led you to a place that you had no idea you were going because God doesn't tell us what's coming because he takes us there. It's when we're ready that he moves us, right? When when Joseph was ready, then he was he was elevated to where he needed to be at. But he was he was in jail after he got back there, and he was telling, "Hey man, don't tell, let Pharaoh know that I told you that you guys are gonna be restored." And and they forgot about him because forgot all about him because he wasn't ready. But when he was yeah. ready, he was elevated, and then he was prepared for what he needed because God was already working in him because God had already tasked him with something he needed to do. Yeah. And so. When his brothers and the rest of the nation came to him for the grave, man, he had been properly prepared for that because God had and properly placed, had properly placed. But he had no idea that that's what he was preparing for. Yeah. He didn't know that him sitting in jail was preparing him to to feed the nation. He had no idea. Right. So God is not telling us what we're what's coming, but what He is saying is that I need you to believe that I will take care of you. And once you start to have that belief, then you get elevated to wherever He has for you to go because you already you have an assignment. Yeah. Assignment doesn't go away. Whether you die, whether it's still there. Your assignment is there. Whether you do it and, 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 and you hone it and you believe in it or whatever, that your assignment is there. So if I decide to run the opposite way like Jonah, guess what? Your assignment is still there. Yeah. Yeah. Now Jonah could have sat in that well for a lot longer if he wanted to, but his assignment was still there. Yeah. And he had just been sitting in that well. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's your choice, bro. Either you're going to do it now or you're going to do it later. That's your compromise. Either way it goes, you're going to do it. Like, and that, and that's like when I heard, when I heard you talk about, um, about Joseph and like how he was in the cell, how he went from prison to palace. Yeah. You know, he was in the cell. What I, what I, what I like to do is grab on to the amount of time it took. It was not quick. It was not instant. It took time. 
and how to preach, huh? How to preach? Yeah. He went from prison to palace. Prison to palace. Yeah, but like it, it took time, and like, and I think about that, and like anything, like the fruit, the fruit of the spirit, long suffering, peace, gentleness, um, love, all that stuff. It takes time for that for that fruit to produce inside of you yeah. as being a believer. Yeah. It takes God putting you in uncomfortable situations to grow you, to prune you, to pick yeah. away at you, to chisel yeah. at you. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I know I'm guilty of that too. And, and when you said that, that but our pastor always says we want to use I statements, right? So I I know I'm guilty of 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 not allowing my joy to be in the prison because I'm so worried about getting to the palace. Mm, and so so because of that I'm focused on the place that I want to be That I'm missing out on the things that I need To have where I'm currently at And the things I need to learn and gain And tools I need to have to get to where I'm trying to go And because In essence I really don't know where I'm trying to go I just have an idea But God knows the palace he's trying to put you in The palace that you think you're supposed to be in Is not the palace you're going to end up in mm. We, we Well alright our statement I have this preconceived notion that I feel I knows what's best for my life. Yeah. Like, yeah. nah, 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 nah. You're trying to make me go to the right, but I need to go to the left. Yeah. Because if I go to the left, it's right there. Yeah. And God is saying, like, no, I'm going to make you take this right. You're going to go around the corner. You're going to make a, another right. And I'm going to take you this way. And like, but no, God, I'm, I'm trying to do it this way. Like, yeah. Yeah. that wrestle that back and forth. Yeah. And that's what it is, is that constant tug of war. With God and the crazy thing about it is God lets you tug with him. That's the type of of good father that he is, because he can easily just be like, nah, this this match is over. Thanos snap. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like he allows you to tug with him a little bit because he knows that that's a healthy conflict and that And, and it's relational. And it's relational and it draws us it draws us near, right? Yeah. And so and it plus it, it allows us to have the ownership of the failure. So then when we get to a place of success or the palace we're supposed to be in, we know who gave us the glory in that. It wasn't me because every time I had my way, I failed. Yeah. Every time I did it the way I did it, every time you let me do it my way, man, I, I did nothing but cause chaos and had carnage and, and, and man, it was just shrapnel everywhere. I just blew this thing up. Right? Yeah. And I know that I, I, I'm guilty of that. Like, like, why can't I say no in certain situations? Because what am I, what am I afraid of? What, what's the fear that I have that when things get hard, I don't want to run to God, but I want to run to every other thing that I think will bring me joy and freedom and peace and security, yeah. right? And God's like, no, you need to run to me. And, and now it was funny because the other night I was laying in bed and that was, I had this weird dream, but it was like, what I took from it was in this season, God was like, I'm the only one you need to run to. And I was just like, what is that? That was weird. And I know for me, like I typically run to other things, whether it's um, trying to control some things or find find a situation that I know I can master and I'll do it. Um, you know, finding ways to comfort me, right? Look, looking at movies I shouldn't be looking at. I mean, all the things, you name it, I, I do it. And again, I'm broken. I'm a mess. Yeah. I remember when I got married, I told my wife, if you put your faith in me as a man, I will let you down. But if you put your faith in God, man, we will we will flourish forever. Yes. And, 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 I, that's and why that I'm not, will preach. No, they will. Yeah, it will. But that's why I'm not afraid to be on here. And, and this is what we're saying. Like, we are vulnerable on here because we already know. Because, first of all, 
the prison that I was in is 10, is 10 times worse than the prison I'm in now. And what I'm realizing is God keeps moving me from prison to prison, much like Joseph, because there's going to be an opportunity. There's going to be a moment. There's going to be a, 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 a chance that God is going to give me to see if I've learned what I need to learn. And then he's going to elevate me to the palace that I'm supposed to be in. But I've got to find the joy in the prison. I've got to find the, the, the love in the prison. I've got to be like Paul when they were in jail. And, and they were and they were beaten. They were starved. And the first thing they did was what? They prayed. Yeah. They didn't say, oh, give me bandages. Oh, give me food. Give me water. No, they. the first thing they did was pray because they found the joy in the prison because the joy is not in your situation or your circumstance. The joy is in the hope that is somebody that has surrounded you, that made you a promise, that tells you that no matter what you go through, no matter where you're at, I will always be there to fight for you because I've already gone before you. And as we enter, we're in Holy Week right now, and it's it reminds me of those words that we can use to comfort other believers, is that it is finished. Yes. It is done. It is complete. We have entered that eternal rest. We have entered that Sabbath rest. Ah, uh, which, which, yes. Because yes. why? Because he's already done it. It is finished. It didn't say, I am done with chapter one. I am done with part one or part two, and this is scene one. He said, no, it is finished way back then he said it is finished so when i'm in the situation if i can have the wherewithal to run to god first to pray like paul when i've been beaten when i've been flawed when i've been starved when i've been man just left behind and left out and ostracized if i can just pray then what has already been finished or completed will be completed in my circumstances situation and i'll be able to find the joy in the prison that will take me to the palace. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I like, when I hear you say that, like to find the joy in the prison, is I, I I hear the word like contentment. Yeah. Like you know, like and that's what like the one of the scriptures that's that I found out that was out of context was Philippians four thirteen is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah. Which is like. What, he, what Paul was talking about in that moment If you read earlier In that scripture it talks about like All the things that he like He, he been through and like He found contentment in his situation In his circumstance yeah. You know and, and that's and that's where he like I can do all things through Christ Who strengthens me Because yeah. that's what that was his source of contentment Which was Christ It's a source of power right yeah. So I know for me like one of my My areas is anger right Like I'm, It's this anger something happens I want to try to solve everything with anger. I want to go, I want to take the situation and just blow it up and go red. And I want to yell, scream and blah, blah, and just intimidate, right? That's how I solve things. And, and I've realized in my marriage that I have to be humble enough to take feedback and not get angry with it, right? When my wife is frustrated with something, a situation and she's screaming and yelling at me, my natural reaction is I want to go back and go at her even harder and scream and yell and intimidate and shut it down and feel like I won. But what I learned is that that keeps me in a deeper prison and it, it takes me farther away from the palace. And I never make it from the prison to the palace. Yeah. And so what I've learned in this season and even with my wife is that when things are rocky, 
I need to run to God first instead of running to myself or the devices that I have set up and I find myself in a better place of peace. Doesn't mean that whatever the argument was went away or that I've been rectified or you know whatever the case might be. It just means that God has shown me the peace and power in his principles and in his presence. So then I'm able to approach the situation in a whole new mindset. And I'm able to receive what she's actually saying to me. And I'm able to respond in a way that is relational. And I was talking to somebody earlier. I really feel like, like I, I believe like 90% of our interactions with people are transactional, right? 90% of our relationships are transactional. Even our marriage are transactional. If I do this, then my wife will do it. Because think about when we get in arguments, and, and, and anybody that's married out there, think about when you get in an argument, what do you do? You throw back in their face what you've done. Right? Oh, well, psh, just yesterday, I cleaned the dishes. What are you talking about? I cleaned the whole house. You don't do, man, I do this, I do that. So you're still living in transaction. You're not in transformation. There's, it's not transformative. And so we want a transformational relationship and not a transactional relationship. Mm. But 90% of our relationships are transactional. Because I'm doing something because I expect you to see what I'm doing and in return give me something else. Or give it back or, or do something in return because of what I've done. But see, if I do something and don't expect anything in return, when I get into the argument or get frustrated, I don't bring those things up. And I recognize it in myself. I was living in transaction. Mm. I would right. bring up the things that I did to, to, and I would justify it in a way that says, oh, well, I want to show you these things to show you how much I care and show you how, how dedicated I am to the marriage. And so if I have to do that to show you how dedicated I am to the marriage, then there's a bigger problem at hand. And that bigger problem is me because I'm not doing a good job of showing you how much I love you. Mm. Because I've got to itemize everything. And that's transactional. I go to the store. I give the person money. They give me a product. Transaction. Transaction. Right? If we approach relationships transactionally, then that's what it ends up being, which is why they fall apart, which is why things happen, which is why, for me personally, I've been through two divorces. Because I, my whole life, and again, it took me to be in a marriage that God put me in to learn the lessons that he said that no matter what, your assignment is your assignment and ain't going away. And so no matter if you do it now, you're going to do it later. Either way I go, you're going to do it. So if you don't learn the first marriage, that's fine. You're going to try to get married again. I'm going to bring up the same issue. You don't learn this marriage, that's fine. I'm going to get you again. But guess what? In this marriage, you're going to listen to me and you're going to do it my way. And you ain't going to be able to go nowhere. And you're going to learn this lesson. Now, I could be ignorant. I could be stubborn and go get another one but guess what that same lesson gonna be there because no matter what my assignment is my assignment and it ain't going nowhere yeah <laughs> I tell you what, boy. hey he's he's growing us yeah that's for sure and then give me and let me be clear man like i love my wife to death man like i know i haven't been always good and done the right made the right decisions because again i'm a man i'm flesh i'm flawed I'm perfectly imperfect. And so because of that, I have a God that I need to believe in because he is perfect. As we talk about Holy Week, this is somebody who lived like us, who dwelled like us, who walked like us, who was tempted like us, who felt like us, but yet remained unsinned. He remained uncompromised. He he remained perfect. I don't know if unsinned is a word, but 
it is hey, today. It's going to be one it today. Is, it is today. <laughs> well, tonight. Tonight, right. Right? right? <laughs> but he remained perfect. He remained sinless. There we go. That's what we're looking for. He remained sinless. sinless. And then... Being sinless after living like us in the flesh, he still chose to go to the cross so that way me and you and everybody listening could have an opportunity to have a relationship with God. Because God does not mingle with those that are sinful. Because the wages of sin equals death. And God has made it very clear that if your sanctification has to be in the presence of God. And so if I'm not sanctified, I can't enter. And guess what? Because of my flesh alone, I'm not sanctified. Yes, because we have been flawed since the Adam and since the sin into the world, and so be, because of that, everything that God talks about the Bible is a Bible of hope. It is a, a message of hope. It is to tell you that yes, these things are true, but if you do these things, man, you are going to be sanctified, and you will enter, and you will be in relationship with God, and you will be able to lay on your Father. And it reminded me. Because my son the other day, we were watching a movie. And I had to wrestle my, in my own head. Because I'm like, why do I feel uncomfortable or or push my son away every time he wants to just lay on me? Hmm. Another day, we were laying on the couch. We were watching a movie. And he got on the couch next to me and he went to lay at me. It just, it was kind of weird. I felt uncomfortable. I'm trying to squirm. And I'm like, why do I feel that way? All right? And then it, and it clicked. He says, because you've never been in that type of relationship with your father and you've never been able to truly rest in your father, our father, God's arms or lap the way he's asking you to lay on his lap. Wow. And so it feels uncomfortable to you. Wow. And in that moment, I just relaxed and he laid on top of me and we just laid there. We watched the TV, we watched the movie and every once in a while he would look up at me and just smile. Mm -hmm. And he turned back over and he watched TV. That's cool, man. And I was like, that's... That's the type of love and comfort God wants with us. He wants us to roll and just lay up on him and lay in him and bask in him and just be yeah. at peace. Yeah. And know that you're loved and feel loved and be comforted and be feel safe and just, man. But the only way we can do that is through his son, Jesus. Yes. And that's what the gospel way. is telling us, that there is hope. You can have, yes, you can have this. You may have not had that in your normal life. Your father may have not have been there, but you can have this too. If you just believe yeah. and listen and follow the things that Jesus is asking us to do. It's um it's funny you say that. Like this something that God showed me. Remember when we went to the park the other day? We got we all went to the park and we was hitting the ball and oh, yeah, 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 Jace yeah, yeah. fell off the monkey bars and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So when Jace fell and he hurt himself and he was crying. And you grab him, like, it's okay, buddy. And, like, in that moment, I just sit there and smile because that's, I, I looked and, like, if, if a human father can do that to his son here on earth, imagine what God would do for us. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and, I, and, I, and, I, and I walked away from that the, that day and, like, and, it, and God was just showing me and I was just seeing it. Like, man, like, that's, he, he wants, he wants a relationship with us so bad. Cause he's not gonna force himself on nobody, no. No. you know. And like, and I just when you when you brought up that when Jace was laying on you and he smiled and looked at you, I was like, man, that reminded me of when when that happened at the park and like how you comforted him 
and stuff like, hey, buddy, it's going to be all right. You okay? You okay? Hold your arm up like this. And it's just like, God says, okay, it's okay. Rest in me. Rest in me now. Yeah. Rest in yeah. me. I got you. It's going to be okay. You, you don't have to worry about it. You know, you, you fine. You don't, you, you don't have to worry about going back to the hospital. Just do what they say. You don't have to worry about being in a mental institution again. Just do what they say. Yeah. And I got yeah. you. I got you covered. Yeah. I'm surrounded with people that love you. Let them love you. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Right, man, is like, and that's what he wants. For, he wants he wants us to be that little kid again. When we get hurt, when we sin, we're supposed to run to our father and say, "I, I don't know, I'm hurting," and for him to affirm us by saying, "Hey, you're okay." Yeah. 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 And it's interesting how some moments you're good in, and other moments. That's what why we're saying you got to be honest because for me, it's the it's the intimate vulnerability, right? And so for me, it's 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 truly being intimate not in a sensual sexual way with my wife but being intimate vulnerably emotionally spiritually to be available in that way and that's hard for me because growing up I never had that right and so even in that example you gave it's really easy for me to be comforting with Jason that moment because that's like I'm good in that space but then when it was on the couch and it was more intimate yeah oh man that was yeah it was tough so but yeah like we can talk all day on that, man. I, right, right. You no, know, you know, y'all should know me by now. <laughs> yes, y'all know, know my brother by now. You know I'll go. Hey, he, hey, man. I'm, I'm telling you. All right, y'all gonna hear this from me. God has gifted my brother. Hey, God has gifted my brother to be a teacher. God's gonna open up doors, man. He already have opened up doors from different speaking engagements and stuff like that, man. But. I'm just glad to be. I, I got front row seats and stuff. Yeah, 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 you, <laughs> like when yeah, he, he get the talk and he be processing out loud, yeah. and I'll be like trying to grab on. Like, okay, I, I will say that. But OSG man, he be my he be my my, my sound dummy man. I be bouncing <laughs> stuff and he be looking at me like what? Like, and my mind be a it be running a thousand miles an hour, yeah, man. Track star mind. I go from one step and he just be he just be there. <laughs> and then when it clicks, he be like, "Okay, now give me the Dollar, the Dollar Tree version." <laughs> yes, yes. Right, like break it down, break it down. Because you went all over the map, but, right? But no, it, it, it's and I receive just that because it's like I've been fighting whatever God had, and I don't know what my assignment is, but I just been here lately. I've been seeing Him just show me, like I just need you to trust in me and just know that I'm pruning you. And that's where I'm at, and I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? So, so again, the question is, you know, can you truly be honest with yourself about the areas that are keeping you from really knowing God? And that's the question. Can you be honest? You know, well, what does it look like? You know, and a lot of times that's hard. And so that's that's the challenge or the question is like, can you be honest with yourself in the areas that are truly keeping you from having a relationship with God? Yeah. And again, and that's going to be a painful one. You know what I mean? It's going to be a painful, internal, intrinsic look. Yeah. But it'll gotta, be good. So you got to be honest with yourself. Yeah. So so we appreciate y'all, man. This, it, it, you know, again, we want to hear from y'all. Um, you know, our podcast is Two Brothers in the Bible. Um, we got an Instagram. You'll see in our Instagram, we don't ever put our face on there because it's not about us. And so the reason why you never really hardly see us, we, you know, pictures are rare, um, depends if somebody's filming something, but we, we, we try to steer away from as much as possible, really like putting ourselves out there because this is not about us. So we want to highlight God's great, 
creations of mythology and who he is and not be focused on us the selfie this, you know so that's just our personal belief it's not to say that anybody else is wrong it's just that's just what we believe that's what yeah. that's what hit us and what we both decided um which is which is what anybody else would have to do you have to decide what you want to do and, and that's just what we do so um it's just two brothers in the bible is what we decided to do yeah um so hit us up 148 2020 at gmail.com that's o-n-e the number four e-i-g-h-t 2020 at gmail.com let us know um the answers to your questions if you have questions about last week's question uh, let us know that too and again or give us a question and we'll use that for the next episode and that'll be the question we put out there and we'll answer um, and go from there so um, again we're 2b1b on Instagram we're um, 148 on Facebook we have a page so just support and again it's just this is just two two regular guys again we're not theology majors majors we're not pastors we're not the experts and so you know we always tell you to go do the research for yourself go ask your pastor um and again find out don't take our word for it don't take one person's word for it always compare it to the word to the bible and then if you see it in the bible and it makes sense and you still have questions go to your pastor and if it makes sense there then what you know is that god is is telling you what he's saying is true and then then you begin to trust the people that you're surrounded around because god is really in them and when god is in them it is god communicating to you not that person yeah. You know, so, um, so yeah, so we want to move on now to the encouraging corner with the OSG brought to you by Maybelline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've been reading this, this book, you know, I should have been done with it by now, but you know, it's called, um, purpose driven life by Rick Warren and, um, and he got a quote that says life is supposed to be difficult it's what's in, what enables us to grow remember faith remember earth is not heaven let me repeat that life is supposed to be difficult it's what in, it's what enables us to grow remember earth is not heaven earth is not heaven but heaven is on earth yeah that's good, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, that, and that's, yeah. So just know, yeah, like, if you, when you read the Bible, he tells us this, this earth is going to go away and he's going to redo it. He's going to read, you know, what he, re I don't, we don't know because we're not God. I don't know if he's going to remake it, if he's just going to snap his fingers like he did with Noah in those times and, and just reset. I mean, we don't know. But what we do know is that heaven will come to earth and that's where heaven will be. It will be here. But earth is not heaven. Right. And so, yeah, like once, before Adam and Eve and sin entered the world, heaven was here, and that was heaven. Heaven is on earth, but earth is not heaven. So, yeah, that, that's good, man. That's, that's good. Yeah. Oh, I missed something. Yep. Alright, so, go ahead, OG. So, what we got next, bro? Yeah, so, we in the what, what break? Uh, I think the 50, 58? I think it's 58. Because there's six, six books in the Bible. And we call them, I call them bricks because Christ is the chief cornerstone. And I use the different Bibles, the different 
books of the Bibles and call them breaks. So we're on the 58th break, which is what takes us in Hebrews, and we're on the fourth chapter. So it's some pretty good stuff. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. So why don't you go ahead and um, take us through or dive us into Hebrews, and let's see what we got going on, man. Give us some, give us some, uh, what, what, what are, we had a friend named Collins. He used to tell us, man, you got to eat that word, man. Yeah. So, so give us some food so we can eat, bro. Okay. Uh, let's see. So it says in, in verse three of um, chapter four, for we have for we who have believed enter that rest. And he has said, as I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. And like when I when I hear the word enter his rest, it's like I think it's a it's a state of being like a, a state of calmness, peace, joy. Enter that rest in him, and, and no matter the situations that's going on around you, find rest in him. Find rest in Jesus, because that's where your your like your ultimate peace is going to come from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. And I, I think this chapter is really good because, as we we talked about before, this Holy Week. So this is the the time where Jesus was performing acts as he was leading up to. Um, Leading up to his death, right? Um, and so Palm Sunday, um, Holy Week, all these different days. And so, you know, obviously Good Friday is when he gets, you know, he goes to his death. And then the third day he rises again. So four is really good because it kind of highlights some of these things that we're talking about. And uh, it's really, really interesting. Um, so we, we encourage you to, to definitely read this because it is it's some good, it's good stuff. Man. It's good stuff. What else you got, bro? Uh, let's see here. So OG over here, he, he reading to himself. You hear it. Again, we told yeah. you before, we live, man. We on the road, so you heard me earlier talking about I missed the exit. Man, we right, ain't yeah. no edits. Right, ain't no edits, ain't no cuts, ain't no second takes. You get one take and one cut at it. Cause we want to bring it to you real. So yeah, we out here and I don't even know where we at, but we out here. <laughs> but um, but so it says in um in verse six, since therefore it remains for some to enter it, enter it, talking about enter that rest that God is talking about, and those who formerly received the good news failed to enter because of disobedience. And it's like, it's like God would always, he, he would tell you like from, from what I've read before is like, he'll lay out something, lay out like the consequences, but then he'll hit you with a, therefore you should do X, Y, and Z. And in order to enter his rest, you, you gotta be obedient. You have to be obedient to what he's leading you, what he's telling you to do. If not, that disobedience will take you out of his rest. Yeah. And when we, and I think one other time we talked about we, one of our episodes, we dove into like the seventh, the seventh day, the Sabbath rest. What is that? Is it really Saturday? Is it Sunday? Um, and so, from our take and what what I've seen, what I've read, is that you know the Sabbath rest is really rest is really talking about what is is entering this eternal rest. When we believe in Jesus, 
and we, we, we accept him, then we enter that eternal rest. One that was done when God said it is finished and he rested on the seventh day. That means, see, when God says he rested from all his works, that means that he was done. That means that everything he created was finalized. It, there was no more touch-ups, nothing needed to happen, so he was done, and that's the eternal rest. He's been resting, and so when Jesus went to the cross after seven days, and I mean, I, uh, when he rose again after seven days, he said it is done, that means he was entering his Sabbath rest. And so the third day when he rose again, that was the seventh day, he entered and went up to heaven, that was entering the Sabbath, Sabbath rest. And so what we're saying is, is that when we believe in Christ, when we give our lives and we truly listen to what Christ has done, and we believe in that, and we, we are obey. entering and obey, yes, and obey, we are entering that Sabbath rest, which is an eternal rest. Now, again, because the count, like back then, you know, we, we followed the Gregorian calendar. And so to say whether it's a Saturday, Sunday, it's hard to tell because things are different. You'd have to go back and, and, and put yourself under the the original calendar and time frame and understand what days and times. There's a lot to it. I don't even understand it all. But we know that our time frame is different um, than it was back then. And so, but that's why he was metaphorically speaking about this eternal rest that you can enter. So when you believe in Christ, even though you're here, you're always in this eternal Sabbath rest. And that's critical because Holy Week is helping us, is leading us towards understanding that. And so on that day, we can we can rejoice in the fact that we're entering and that we're in this Sabbath rest because we are Christ followers, because we believe and we obey. And obeying is more than just doing exactly what he says. Obeying is is battling with yourself every day. And it's uh, there was something in there on, uh, I think it was verse 9. It says, consequently, there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. So he's telling you, like, there still is a Sabbath rest yes. for the people of God. Consequently, there's still a rest. That's because we know what we do wrong. He's like, there's still a, there's still a Sabbath rest for you. But that was verse 9, and, and like, it's, it's, it's powerful, man. It's powerful. Yeah, and, like, right after that, verse 10, for whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from, mm. from his. That word, it's a key word in there. God rest, what it says, for whoever has entered God's rest has also, that word also meaning that it's implying to two type of rests. So, who? I, like, two type of rests? Yeah, rest, well, you know, rests, 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 rest, rest. two type of rests. <laughs> like, you know, and like, Correct me if I'm wrong, bro. If I'm if I'm looking too much into this, but like God rests all rest has also rested from His works as God did from His. So yeah, that was verse ten, and I'm reading them from the um, English Standard Version. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, there's there's remember, like I said, this there's no correction for real like this is what we know this is what we what we believe and what we're, we're reading and what we feel right what god is telling us and then obviously we have you know wisdom that we go to in our pastor and so we rely on that and we we glean from his wisdom and and that's what it's about and so when we read this is what we're feeling we wanted to give you just yeah. a, a simple man's perspective right and so this is what we're getting from that. and it is like when if, if God rested from his works, then we as humans, man, if we can rest, we don't have to worry about doing 
And that it gives us that freedom. When we were talking about earlier, it frees us from the anxiety and the angst. It frees us from the the the, the weightiness of trying to do something here. And it gives us that freedom because God is resting from the works and he's telling us to rest too. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and if we can rest in that, we're good, man. Like we are good. And it's so, it's so beautiful, man. So, um, yeah, and, and it's just, this, this thing like rest. And it's, it's, it's in Hebrews. It's all the way through Hebrews. I'm trying to see if I can find up my notes here. Um, where that's at. Cause there's another verse, but you just read verse 10. Yeah. Verse 10. Yeah. And so, one of the things I highlighted down was verse 15. We ain't mixing this in the exit. Nah, nah, okay. nah. We, we good, bro. We good, bro. All right. So, verse verse uh, 15. Why don't you read 15 real quick, man? All right. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, mm. but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. So we don't have a high priest that is what? Unable. Unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. So it's like, and when I when I hear that, it, 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 I get this imagery in my mind of Jesus leaning over to his father saying, you know, I've been, you know, I went through that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, that's why I'm, that's why I'm here. You know, <laughs> you know, hey, you know, I did that already. You know, I did that already. Right. Like I got him, I got him covered. Hey, covered. You, you, you know I know how to get through that. Right. Are oh, you want to listen? Okay, well, I'm here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's up to you, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, oh, you don't want to help? Okay, cool, cool. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm right here. That's so funny. That's true. That's that's a great image. Yeah. Just yeah. leaning over like, hey, uh, you know I did that, right? Right, yeah. And you know I did it perfectly, too, right? Right. Like, <laughs> all infinity trials. Uh, it's been perfect. <laughs> infinity trials? Yes. <laughs> just, just, just want to put it out there in case... You were looking for some percentages. <laughs> I'm batting a thousand. <laughs> right. Oh, man. That's good, bro. Yeah. And then next verse said, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. That was, that was that. like, yeah. And that's all about like, he, Jesus went back to be at the right hand of the Father in human, in fleshly form. You know, he returned, he's sitting there, and it's like God is there, and it's like a reminder yeah. that he took the wrath, he drunk the wrath, the cup, mm-hmm. for every human sin, for every sin that we can commit, past, present, and future. Did he know? And he said, draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. So it goes back to like when I was saying, like, I'm, well, I feel frustrated. I feel like stuff is being thrown off. It's just rest in his grace and knowing that he will help in the time of need. Yeah, and I like what they said. And then we'll end on this. And I like what they said on that. Verse 16. Is it 16? It says, therefore, let's approach the throne of that posture. Let's approach the throne of grace, the throne of perfection, the throne of power, the throne of the Almighty, the throne of our King. Let's approach this throne with grace. No, throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy 
and find grace for help at the time. It doesn't say it doesn't say when the time. It says at the time of our need. So that that puts this it puts it into what we were talking about earlier. Whenever we need him, if we believe, like you said, he will he will be there in our time of need because yes. it says it puts it at our time of need, knowing that we're gonna have multiple times. And so at that time, if you approach the thing with confidence, he's he's he's, he's got telling you. you. If you approach the thing with confidence, if you believe, and at that time of need, I got you. Yeah. Got you. He, hey, all you gotta do is believe, bro. Yeah. All you gotta do is call his name. I got yep. you. Must receive faith. We over there talking about uh, uh, Jenga uh, uh, rap song. Uh, <laughs> you're like, dude, just call his name. Right? Yeah. We over there calling every other thing besides yep. that, right? Yeah. And it's yep. just like, he's just like, okay, I'm just waiting. And then as soon as we say Jesus, man, it happens. Right, yeah. And he's got us. It's good, man. Hey, y'all, man, this, you got, you, so you got a snapshot into our 71 services. We probably went longer than we supposed to go, but. Right. Uh, <laughs> This is how we do. We just, we just, we just, we just talk, man. When two or two or more are gathered, man, you know you have church. So we just chop it up and we talk and we just get to know each other and we get to know God better. And we just, we just, we just get to be in Him, man. So hit us up, uh, 148-2028 at gmail.com. Two Brothers in the Bible. Instagram, 2B1B. Uh, and then hit us up at uh, on Facebook, man. We love y'all. We thank y'all. March 30th. Yo, yo, yo. Yeah, Holy yeah. week. Good Friday's coming up, man. Dive in. If you don't know, ask somebody. Yes. If you don't know, now, now you, you know. Now you know. Yeah, ain't gonna finish that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so as y'all y'all know, it's grind time, restoration time. Get at it. Peace. Peace.